Welcome to Entrepreneur's Podcast. That's entre like Spanish for between, pre like our prepubescent sense of humor, and nerds like the guys around the microphone. Speaking of guys around the microphone, I'm Daniel the Retailer. This week, we talk to startup community superstars from Startup Week. In fact, we have two pitch competition winners, and we're going to be talking to them. You'll hear both interviews back to back. I'm excited to share that with you. Plus, if you're the first person to listen to this, it must mean that you're one of our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. If you want to hear Entrepreneur's Podcast before anybody else, check out Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Entrepreneur's Podcast. You can become a supporter for just a dollar a month, and you can actually listen to all of our podcasts before anybody else does, plus other cool stuff. In fact, we're going to be sending all of our supporters, people who have signed up already, including Rue, Clay, and Muhammad, and anybody else who signs up after this, we're going to be sending stickers. I just printed a bunch, getting some delivered as well, so you're going to get stickers in the mail. So check out patreon.com slash entrepreneurspodcast. Become a supporter today. Hear entrepreneurs before anybody else. Here's the first interview. Hey, everybody. This is Daniel, the retailer, here with Matt from Entrenido, and I am from Entrepreneurs. We're here actually at the Columbus Startup Week, which is a really cool free event where we have tons of entrepreneurs, uh, thought leaders, mentors, and companies coming together to support the startup community in Columbus, the number one startup city in the country. And we have with us uh, an fantastic lineup of entrepreneurs today. One of our first is Claire Coder. Claire is from AntFlow and AntFlow.org. If you check it out there, you can read all about it, but it's an amazing for-profit social enterprise, sort of the uh, buy one, give one um, model, which includes, uh, well, you know what, Claire, tell us about AntFlow, <laughs> because uh, you say it a lot better than me, but you've done a fantastic job marketing it, and uh, we'd love to hear from you about your business and where it came from. Yeah, well, you were doing great. I mean, clearly you're a flow bro. That's what we call our... Um, I want one of those t-shirts, yes, too. Yes, Flowbro t-shirts. <laughs> awesome. They're available on our website, too. So, yeah, you were doing great. And Aunt Flow is a buy one, give one subscription box for 100% cotton tampons and pads. So, essentially, you can go online, customize your box of 18 pieces, have it delivered to your door, and then for every box that you buy, we donate a box of menstrual products to a menstruator in need in the United States. That's awesome. So cool. And I think that um, if you could tell us and our audiences where they can find out more information about it right from the top here so that they can start Googling it right as they start listening to the podcast. Yes. So you can go to auntflow.org, A-U-N-T-F-L-O-W.org. And then, of course, like tweet at me, Instagram at us, everything. Um, and that's just at GoAuntFlow. Awesome. Well, really quick, I've just met you probably 14 minutes ago. And I, and I saw you and I thought, oh, my gosh, it's like the Taylor Swift of the entrepreneurial world, which is total because, <laughs> like, you're super bubbly and just really fun to be around. I was like, oh, my gosh. So that was totally. I only have to be... one boy, though, not like multiple. And sure. I don't think about breakups all that often. I know. I know. Right. But it was, that was supposed to be a compliment. So hopefully I didn't. <laughs> no, offend I love you it. No, I love it. Well, thank you. Yeah. I adore Taylor Swift. Yeah, she's awesome. So 
Let's talk about something other than Taylor Swift, though. So briefly, uh, we know you have some meetings, and we have a lot to go on today, but I wanted to see kind of your backstory. Like, how did you get to where you are today? And and I love backstories. I love the story of, of a company. So without yeah. further ado. Well, she started an international business when she was in high school. <laughs> I did. So um, my entrepreneurial journey started when I was 16 years old. Okay. I started my first uh, company at 16, and it was a promotional products company. So I was selling buttons and magnets and compact mirrors. Okay. The name of the company was There's a Badge for That. And this was like right at the time when everybody was like, oh, there's an app for that. And I'm like, well, I can make badges for that. And so um, awesome. it was right at the time where Etsy was really getting going. And I figured out how to tag my products correctly. And uh, in a matter of two years, I had international accounts. I was selling nationally online. I was selling in boutiques across the country. Um, I had a team of eight independent distributors all along the East Coast. And it was a great opportunity to get my feet wet in the entrepreneurial space while I was still at high school. That's amazing. So it's crazy is what it is. I know. I'm like, <laughs> what am I hearing? This is great. So were you as like a little girl, were you like, you know, four or five years old, like selling things and creating yeah, products? You know, it's so funny that you ask that because typically I say that my first business was when I was seven. And mm -hmm. what happened was I was actually, uh, you know, like little people, they're like, well, I want to start a lemonade stand. And I yeah. was like, I do too. Um, but of course there was like nobody on my street. We kind of lived in a secluded neighborhood. So okay. there wasn't a lot of foot traffic. Uh, but one day there were construction workers working down the street. I was like, wow, I have, I have my people. They're my target audience. It's they're hot out. They're thirsty. <laughs> and great. they look a lot like my dad and my dad's like white, bald, male, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my dad drinks a lot of beer. These guys might too. Um, so I, at seven years old, it's the first time I raid my dad's beer fridge oh my and gosh. I'm like pulling out his beer cans and I put them on the side of the road right after I like made some crystal light <laughs> lemonade and um, I sold my first $25 worth of product and I only sold beer I didn't sell any lemonade but $5 a can for some Bud Lights I think that that's what it was um, wow. yeah so I made my first $25 <laughs> at seven years old that's hilarious. Five dollars a can is like twice as much as it costs at any bar to buy a Bud Light. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's a little bit even higher than uh, like a ballpark or something. But hey, you were she delivering brought it to, them. to them. Right, right. I brought it yeah. to them and. At seven years old, I started to learn, like, you have to understand your target market, and yeah. you have to have customers. You have to understand your customers. And then, of course, like, the third rule, of course, is follow the law. So now I don't sell beer anymore, but I do sell menstrual products. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My favorite things in the world are when you go on Instagram, and you're just looking through your feed, and there's a random sketch of a vulva. That, that Claire has drawn or something. Yes. She, you know, the, what I think one of the beautiful things about your business is that uh, one of the problems with uh, menstrual issues and um, when it comes to tampons or uh, those products that come with uh, menstruation, people stop talking about it. They hate talking about um, what happens every month. And so you're like, well, I'm just going to name my business after the flow. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm actually wearing vulva earrings right now as well. Oh my gosh. Not to mention the a button. button. Yeah. I'm also wearing a button that's ovaries and it says <laughs> Ova Achiever. You yes. can also get those on our website too. Oh my gosh. Nice. So you for for the buttons, so that's kind of your wheelhouse as well. Starting yeah, year 16. this is actually the same button maker that I had when I was 16. I love it. That's I know. So great. That's it's so full great. started the business. <laughs> yes, it did. I actually sold a lot of buttons to get the ground or to get the company moving. That's, That's so awesome. Cool. So yeah, I don't know a lot about the company. If you could just share kind of you know how it works and and you briefly mentioned in the beginning, but I'm I'm, I'm interested in this. I've, this is a new market for me. Yeah, definitely. So like I said, you go to our website, you subscribe, um, and so we do a lot of B2C sales right now. So 
individual people can go to our website and subscribe to OntFlow. Uh, but we're actually very soon here launching our new side or new portion of the company, and that's B2B. So basically, businesses will be able to purchase tampons and pads for their restrooms to offer to their employees and customers for free. And because I started this company in a very interesting situation. So mm -hmm. I was at a startup weekend, and I got my period and this was my first time there. It's pretty male dominated and I got my period and like, <laughs> I didn't really know anybody yet and it was still awkward to talk to people about tampons. And sure. so I didn't feel comfortable asking for a tampon and there was no tampons in the bathroom. And I ended up leaving that event early because I had my period. And at that point I was like, no one should ever have to leave an event early because they get their period. And so from there I wanted to create a sustainable solution to solve that problem. And so our B2C, which is our subscription boxes. That is a great opportunity for now for people to not have to worry about going to the store and buying their tampons and all that. Yeah. Um, and now for our B2B, which is selling to businesses, businesses can make sure that their customers and employees never have to leave early because they need a tampon. So that's great. kind of how we've been able to make things happen for menstruators across the United States. That's so cool. Yeah, it's important, too, because they have to love that, too, because they're, like, not leaving work and productivity is plummeting because, right. you know, like, yeah. And, it's and a they lot think of, about that. That's right. huge. Right. And it's a lot of just about bathroom equality and supporting women in the workplace. I mean, yeah. if you offer tamp or if you offer toilet paper in the bathroom, you might as well offer tampons, too. They're both natural body functions. Yeah. And they both should be uh, cared for. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And if you hear trucks roll by, it's because we're outside yeah. at the View Columbus, which is a, a great event space that is putting on the Startup Weekend. That's awesome. And uh, I, Claire, I think one of the really cool things that's happening right now is you are part of Girl Starter, which is a TLC um, original series that this is the first year they've ever done it. Uh, and it's on Fridays at 7 p.m. And I think... I've seen the first couple episodes and they're terrific. And I think the first one, you were definitely the star because I think you won. The, I did. I did <laughs> you win. You won the challenge. And it was going back to the, the beer selling days, right? Yes. If you think about it, it went back to the, that first lemonade stand idea. Mm -hmm. So Dude. just a little bit of background on the show. Girl Starter is a... Uh, is a competition reality TV show where eight girls are all competing to win $100,000 for their new businesses. Um, and you hit, hit on it a little bit. So the first episode, we were tasked with selling hot chocolate. And um, I did win MVP, so a little bit of a spoiler alert there. Um, <laughs> but yes, so our goal was to sell as much hot chocolate as we could in one hour. And uh, my team and I ultimately sold $152 worth of hot chocolate in one hour, which was pretty gnarly considering there was like nobody around us yeah. and I was ended up selling to construction workers which like that's that's my forte yeah. clearly know that target audience <laughs> right that's so cool so yeah I, I've never heard of the show till till Daniel mentioned that earlier mm -hmm. um, so where is it located at like where is the show yeah take place? so um, the season was uh, filmed in New York City, and like he said, it's airing on TLC, and it's also airing on uh, Discovery Family Networks as well. So cool. it airs four times a week, and there's six episodes in the season, and this is season one. 
Yeah, and the neat thing about uh, there's huge uh, so, uh, corporate sponsors too, Staples, AT&T, Microsoft, um, and you hear about them a lot <laughs> during the episode. Mm -hmm. But what's really cool is you get to see these mentors interacting because some people are in a, a different life cycle of their business like you are mm -hmm. versus other people are just sort of really entrepreneurial women that are coming up and want mm -hmm. to start something but haven't really started something. So you can kind of see how you interact. Uh, I love that um, it's getting more visibility to have girl entrepreneurs and young women saying this is something that's for me like you said that first startup weekend you went to mm -hmm. is basically you yes <laughs> uh, i mean it's great to see more women in the workplace but i mean it's really important to just have everybody working and everybody hustling all together yeah so good uh do you have any other questions because I, I had one question i want to ask her yeah, as we're kind of rounding third but um and that's what the beauty of a podcast is we can edit all this stuff out and you know, <laughs> which is beautiful yes. um but what I want to ask you, and I, I was thinking this freeform right now, um, what we'd like to do is get your thoughts on like words of advice that you would give a young entrepreneur or somebody. Because what for Entrenito, we're essentially going for the same target. But Entrenito, one of our favorite things is we like to um, kind of, if people feel called to jump from the employee mm -hmm. mindset or the nine to five to yeah. stepping out, it can be mm -hmm. a very daunting, scary thing. And totally. so one of the parts of our show we like to do is to help equip people to combat fear, to combat a yeah. need or things like that. So mm -hmm. any thoughts you would have as totally. far as like someone that's like, I'm thinking about starting my own business or stepping out. Mm -hmm. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Any, we'd love to hear what you, what yeah. you have to say about it. So my advice for anybody that's thinking about starting a business or thinking about starting anything is always just Google it. People are Good. always coming to me and asking, you know, how did you figure this out? Or how do you know how to do this? And I'm like, I literally have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> but it, we have such valuable resources around us. We like, uh, just to give a fun story. So uh, we manufacture our products in Slovenia. And of course, like I don't speak anything other than English, but Google Translate <laughs> speaks all of the languages. Oh, um, that's and great. So they would always be like, hey, can we get, hop on a call? Like, And of course, like it's in their own language and I have to Google <laughs> Translate everything. And I'm always like, let's just keep emailing. And yeah. so it took like a month longer than it needed to because I couldn't understand the language. Sure. But it also saved me like $400 because of I, I would have had to hire a translator. So I think it's just so important to use the resources that you have around you, whether it be Google, whether it be fellow entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. whether it be mom, dad, sister, brother, whomever. Okay. Um, so just Google it. That's yeah. my... And the, Google doesn't even pay me to say that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, should, we should though. get some Let's, sort of kickback, though, yes, honestly. we should. I, we should. I, I think that everybody should get a kickback from Google. Like, all their profits, we should oh, all yeah. get part of that. Because if it wasn't for us using it, right. then they wouldn't get ad revenue. They I'm need sorry. us. It's true. It's so true. Um, <laughs> the, la the last question I have for you is one that we like to ask, which is about your mentor. So everybody talks about the success they had being from great mentors or great people they had in their life or that answered something that helped them pivot uh, their business. Do you have somebody like that in your life? And um, what does that relationship look like? Definitely. I mean, I have different mentors for different things. So um, Kwame Christian is my lawyer mentor. So he helps me learn about negotiation and negotiation, negotiating tactics um, so that I can implement it into my business. Uh, and then I have um, the city mentors that help me get new contracts within the city. And that would be, of course, Ryan Schick. Um, and then I just have mentors that help me with marketing and PR. And that's Heather Whaling of Gebbin Communications. And so there's all different types of mentors for different areas of business. Um, 
and I've been able to work with them. And it's a lot of like call on basis. So like if I'm really struggling getting uh, somebody to write about me, I'm like, hey, Heather, like, what do you suggest that I do for this? Or if I'm really trying to figure out how to um, hire on a new employee and negotiate some strategic equity, I call on Kwame Christian, which is my um, supportive person for negotiation. So it's a lot of call upon basis. That's so cool. Yeah, it's so important because that's the that's the everything you need to know. Someone already has access to it or knows how to access it. <laughs> so I love your approach to it that you're not you never assume, and that's kind of how we are with with Entrenito Is like uh, this could be a daunting kind of place where you're like, oh, geez, do I compare? Do I know this or that? But what's great is that your heart to kind of ask questions and like I don't know how to do it, but you're not you don't pretend that like I know everything and I've oh, got it I all figured out. I don't know anything. <laughs> I have no idea. Which is refreshing because yes. a lot of people pretend out of insecurity mm -hmm. that they have to know everything and like well if I ask a question I'll look stupid I'm like yes ask as many questions as possible I love it so yes definitely yeah, it's great I think that your uh, high level of curiosity mixed with your high level of impatience leads to <laughs> a great like entrepreneurial environment because yeah. you you like this should exist why doesn't it exist? Yeah. Maybe somebody's doing it. Nobody's doing it. I'm doing it. Right. And uh, I mean, if like I did wait, I wouldn't be here. I'm 20 years old. I dropped out of college. I was like, we need to do this now. It's literally now or ne never. Or else somebody else is going to come up with the idea. Yeah. And so I need to do it now. And that's been a lot of my mentality. That is yeah. so cool. That's so cool. Thank you yes. so much, Claire. Yeah. And this is Claire Coder from antflow.org. Antflow.org. Don't forget the U. A-U-N-T. <laughs> flow.org. Thank you so much for being with us. And uh, uh, there's a whole week of Startup Week coming, so we're going to have more interviews for you coming yes. up here in a minute. Awesome. Thank you so much, Claire. Thank you. Bye-bye. Awesome. That was Claire Coder. What an amazing personality. If you have an amazing personality and you want to start your own podcast, check out blueberry.com. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. That's blueberry without the E's. Blueberry.com slash entrepreneurs. In fact, you can actually go to blueberry.com and use the name entrepreneurs as your own special promo code. And you can save a whole month free on their statistics or their hosting. We use them ourselves. We love them. It's been a great partnership. Check out blueberry.com and use entrepreneurs as your promo code. Here's the next interview. Hey, everybody. We are back. This is Daniel, the retailer from Entrepreneurs, and Matt from Entrenito. Fantastic. And we are here with another great entrepreneur here during Columbus Startup Week yes. at View Columbus, uh, sponsored by Chase and Rev1 Ventures. And we actually have uh, one of the pitch competition uh, competitors here with us. His name is Tom Burden. And Tom has created a fantastic product and built a business around it. The product calls Grip Mat, G R Y P M A T. Uh, the company's called Gripshon, G R Y P S H O N, like grip and friction. Nice. Uh, I, Tom, you uh, tell us about where this came from and um, you know what your background is. Yeah, so I'm a F-16 mechanic in the Air Force, and um, we were installing the Gatlin gun into the jet, and I was tired of my tools sliding off the aircraft. So um, I was, like, really frustrated with the problem, and I remember deciding that I was going to do whatever I could to, to fix the problem. And um, I was thinking, like, brainstorming for any type of way we could fix it. If, you know, if I would have, like, a magnetic vest and I would stick the tools to my chest or something like that. And then later in my mom's car, I noticed she had a non-slip mat on her dashboard to keep her cell phone in place while driving. Yeah. Um, so 
I just took the material and I just kept asking questions until um, I, I finally got it made, which at the same time I was a, a uh, student, a mechanical engineering student. So I had pretty good like mechanical skills. And um, actually the first mold that I made for the product was, uh, I needed a mold to be made because actually I got an estimate for a comp from a company here in town to get a prototype made. And they wanted $15,000 for the prototype. Wow. And I was like, you know, broke college kids. So I didn't have $1,500. So sure. um, I, <laughs> I went to a machine shop class at the university and I just told them that I was in the class and I actually didn't know how to use the machinery, and I, I convinced the, the teacher to make the mold for me. And then later he found out that I wasn't in the class, and he, he was like, "Oh my god, super pissed." But I got the mold made, and you're um, like, "I'll give you one tenth of one percent of the company." I actually, <laughs> I actually bought him a log of chew. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and, but he didn't. I just bought it for him just because, like, hey, thanks for helping me. And then he didn't know that I was like not in the class. Um, that is awesome. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Ingenuity. You're like, how can I make this happen? Yeah. So <laughs> instead of spending 15000 I spent like $60 and I made three prototypes instead. That's so. so cool. So as a kid, were you like, did you tinker a around with things a lot or were you creating things in your basement? Yeah. I constantly things? played with Legos and uh, I honestly feel that because of Legos is like the main reason why I have really strong 3D imagery skills. Really? Yeah. Proud yeah. sponsor. Yeah. One day, <laughs> Lego. This is where Lego's commercial will go. Check out Legos.com. The more you dream. <laughs> Do they have a song? That's the song there I wrote for the bit. Yeah, there we go. You're that's welcome, Lego. Amazing. No, that's we, great. I love it. I love it. And we totally skipped past the whole, give us your plug. How do people find out about Gription? That's okay. Oh. It's Grip just Matt. free flow. We're having right. fun. Yeah, so go ahead. I want to make sure just people yeah, websites so, and, um, and social media. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, Facebook and Instagram are kind of our strong suits. Or if you just Google us, Gription or Grip Matt, yep. um, yeah, we'll pop up. Perfect. Thank you. So, okay, so now you, we've heard of some of your backstory then as far as, so what, what's actually happening now with the company? And, and okay. you, you mentioned off air about some, some potential clients that are pretty big Yeah, yeah. So it took me like about that. three years to finally get in, into sales and been selling since last July, July 20, July 2016, July 25th. Yeah. 2016 was when we had our first sale. And um, cool. the first eight days sold $30,000 worth at a trade show. Jeez. Um, yeah, it was kind of <laughs> scary because I brought... You didn't have any inventory yet? Well, I brought 600 <laughs> with me, and the first day we sold 14, and I was like, oh, oh. this is going to be a long, yeah. long road. <laughs> and then I just, you know, hustled really hard, and we sold 600. So, um, yeah, so that happened, and then we did a Kickstarter um, a about two or three months ago. And raised uh, 113,000 on Kickstarter, and that's terrific. Have wow. about 160,000 in pre-orders total, and then um, during the Kickstarter, s sold a set to NASA, and then recently just sold a set to um, Google's flight department, and then also like locally sold to NetJets and um, um, who is it? Safelight Autoglass. Oh, yeah. okay. And so yeah. how does it look like your team? I'm curious about your team. Like, do you do the pitch or who does sales or do you have a, a bunch of different people that help you or how does that work? So um, right now it's myself and then we have, I have a guy, Ray, that lives in uh, Tampa, Florida. He actually was a part of a startup that ran through the racing industry with a new type of battery and he has like a lot of really strong connections through that. So oh, cool. right now we're focusing in aviation and the next direction is to go into high-end automotive and racing and then Ray will be leading a lot of that. And then um, Taryn Pelton has been helping out a lot, who 
she does like a lot of military consulting work. So um, she she knows a lot the ins and outs of getting military contracts. Oh, that's so cute. That's so cute. Oh, I said so cute. Cute. That's so, so, that's huge. so cute. I said huge we and cute. We love the military. I said huge and cool. <laughs> I put his cute together. It, it is a 100% veteran-owned business. Yes, I saw that. That that's, is super cool. And um, I, I think now do you go back to you're doing the Air National Guard. Mm-hmm. So on your weekends or your two weeks a year that you're going back, are you uh, – like, are the guys uh, in your group, like, totally pumped about the fact they get to use this mat now when they're fixing yeah, the F-16? Yeah. It's kind of hot and guy. cold. Um, I was actually just talking to a master sergeant, if you know what that is. But, uh, kind of. He He's from a different shop, and his name's Erford, Sergeant Erford. And I was like, I saw him working on the jet, and I'm, like, just cringing because I'm like, this guy needs a a grip mat and then i ran into him i was like hey have you ever seen this he's like no he's like what do i gotta do to get that and uh he gave me his what kind of requisition do i have to fill out to get this thing on my team son we're not that hardcore that's exactly what i thought shout out to erford i could see him now i am a comp listen i i literally i have my father was in the air force and I, he is not like that at all. But in my mind, it's fun. That's yeah. We're Air like. Force. That's like <laughs> calls you maggot we're, a lot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm National Guard, so I'm like half a click higher than an Eagle Eagle Scout. So <laughs> oh yes, no, it's I would. Like, yeah, it's I like never would believe that. No. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, Eagle Scouts are it's pretty. It's basic, basic training in the Cub Scouts was popcorn week. <laughs> like when you had to sell all that freaking popcorn. <laughs> right. They're so stale. Just peddling things for. Were yeah. you an Eagle just, Scout? No, oh. no, heck no. <laughs> no. Yeah, especially when you're seeing the Girl Scouts like just go into town with cookies and they're yeah. like, "Would you like crappy popcorn?" Right. That was the worst. Yeah. yeah. How the can you compare? Or, you know, compare right. to? Oh, I don't know. You cannot. No, you can't. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Side we digress. Note. Side note. It's a free podcast. So you ended up getting uh, Mass Sergeant Erford. Did you get him a grip mat? Um, not yet. That w- conversation actually happened like 10 hours ago. Oh, jeez. So. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> this was your one weekend? Like this yeah. past weekend? Yeah. Was, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Hot off the presses. That's that's great. So can you tell us a little bit about the product? Is like I don't, I'm don't. i trying to picture what it looks like. Yeah. And, the well, and I've seen and those little grip mats that you put on your dashboard. Yeah. That you throw yeah. your cell phone on it. Your stuff doesn't move around. I need one for my phone. Yeah. Right. It's, just, it's just bigger, made for tools, and it's, it's kind of like a tray. Okay. So it just has like a like a vertical lip around the edge to help things from like rolling around and stuff. That's super yeah. cool. That's and the properties of it are very much like. Doesn't it use some sort of like nanotechnology? The fact that it's not really sticky. You can't touch it, and it's not sticky, and it's yeah. not. Uh, it's not adhesive. It's just the material itself is a grippy material, like the gecko's yeah. feet or something. It just has like a high coefficient of friction. Um, we're not mechanical engineers. That's what you were going to say. That's, I, I mean, you're about to say that, Daniel. Listen, I, off air, I said, don't say coefficient of friction. That's my moment. <laughs> right. And Tom and he took it. For me. Well, he's our guest, so fine. it's fine. <laughs> Now he's mad. <laughs> <laughs> so it has a high coefficient of friction. Yeah, so it's not like an adhesive is what, like sticky, it was basically like an adhesive. Right. Like hairspray or a glue or something like that, isn't it? Would be more of like an adhesive where, yeah, just high in friction. And this is something you can cool. just rinse off and dry out and then reuse it over and yeah. over, even if it gets dirty with grease or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, it, no matter how dirty it gets, if you just clean it, uh, soap and water or any type of cleaner, it'll make it new again. That's great. So cool. I need to see it on like three flex pays on HSN. Yes. Like with Shannon Smith talking, you know, it should be something like, and here we have Tom Burden from Grip Mat. Tom, tell us about this. I mean, this is a today's special. <laughs> yeah. Know? It's it's just a matter of time. Yeah. This know? is a really cool product and something yeah, that you great. could 
uh, take it into 15 different directions. And I love mm. that you're focusing on aviation first because you've got yeah. that lane. Mm. You have that story to tell mm. about putting a Gatlin gun into an F-16, which is a really intimidating way to start a meeting. <laughs> right. So when I was lifting the Gatlin gun and that tool kept falling off. I feel very masculated <laughs> right from the beginning. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and, and then you have uh, the connections to the uh, racing industry, yeah. which yeah. obviously huge. That, that's a big deal. And I think that this will easily go out of the mechanic level mm -hmm. of like yep. pe professionals yeah. to people who just want something on top of their toolbox or that they can throw on their car at home or right. the back or the backseat of their Harley when they're working on that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that you say Harley because last night someone literally texted me a picture of <laughs> them working on the backseat of their Harley. Did they really? Nice. Yeah, oh, it was one so of the cool. guys from the base. That's uh, so cool. But yeah, there's lots of different directions that we could go. Mm -hmm. I've been getting a lot of attention from like drone mechanics because the product's anti-static, so it won't oh, like short wow. out the electronics and into the drone. And then um, one of my friends owns a AR-15 um, company, mm -hmm. and that's he uses that to help keep his his stuff together and accountable. So uh, I'm working on like rebranding the company from an aviation tool company to just a tool placement company, or um, more of being an a product to help keep you organized. Um, so we're not just like so close-minded to just aviation. Sure. Um, well, so think we about just out. having a lower profile mat inside of those tool drawers, mm -hmm. you know, where right. you open them and close them enough, everything ends up flying all right. over the place. Yeah. It, like, you know, I've seen, I, I used to work for the container store and we sold all kinds of organizing stuff. And one of the things we used to sell was this grip mat and the it's, it was called grip map, G-R-I-P, but it was, it basically was a kitchen liner, like a thick kitchen liner. Yeah, that's it my best seller. It always was a cushion. Mm. <laughs> Everybody, everyone's just like, this. I got this mesh crap that I hate. Yes. They're like, yeah, 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 just buy one. Right, right. It because it's, yep. it's, it's just a cushion, and it would just get dirty, and it, it never worked, and it was never grippy anyway. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was. It just looks like a, a netted cushion. Yeah, right. it's and we're like, oh, it's commercial because it's black and thick, <laughs> and you know, it's got yellow on it. Like if it's yellow and black, people yeah. think I need to put in my tool thing. Yeah, I don't know how that sells because like from the start it doesn't work. Like yeah. it's never worked, and they're like, yeah. you know, we'll buy some more. Yeah, it's right. like you want your tools to be comfortable. You know, well, like a, a light you, bed. Because the rubber. thing is that you go to the <laughs> container store, your wife buys drawer organizers for her drawers that work great for holding drawer organizers in, and like forks and stuff yeah when you put the little containers and so the guy we end up taking him to the other department and going look this is for your tools yeah. she's getting those you should get these drawer liners because these drawers need liners yeah you yeah. know you convince people that's sort of how it works but either way they don't really work that great and i love this idea i think that uh it's uh one of those things where people probably wonder like oh why didn't i figure that out but mm -hmm. not a lot of people have access to a random shop that they can just run into and get a prototype <laughs> either. Uh, if you look hard enough, you can find one. You yeah. can find one. I, I would like Resourceful to... Resourceful for sure, yeah. We had uh, we have a couple questions that we love asking. Uh, one of them is mentors. So you mentioned okay. um, people that have helped you along the way. I, th uh, I think this was off air when we first started talking about somebody who's really helped you in uh, yeah. get started and uh, especially get involved with startup weekends and get your stuff off the ground. Yeah, yeah. Well, a good friend of mine, Jay Klaus, you know, he's really connected within the Columbus startup community. Um, so, yeah, lot, lots of connections, you know, locally. Um, for the company, my biggest mentor has been Tom Mansfield. Um, he's actually, he's been leading all the manufacturing. So, um, he actually has 15 
roughly 15-ish products in Walmart and does manuf mass manufacturing for Amazon. Oh, so wow. um, what was happening was I was struggling finding a, a manufacturer and because um, I, would, I would go to these manufacturers actually here in the States and they would make all these promises of what, um, make all these promises of what they could make and um, it turns out that they couldn't do it. And actually that's, that almost pushed me into bankruptcy the first time where um, I, I spent all my money going to a trade show and um, it was actually in Chicago, this military trade show, and I had all these leads and then I went back to the manufacturer. I said, hey, you know, I need to get this made. And then they, they were like, oh, well, we can't make it anti-static or we can't make it grip as well as you were showing with the prototypes that you were making. I was making prototypes in my basement and he couldn't match that in a factory. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like dude. Um, <laughs> so when I found Tom, it was like a huge breakthrough. Um, actually, how I met him was my, my roommate at the time. He goes to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan every year his dad's been doing it for like 50 years, same cabin, same week of the year from like Saturday to Saturday. And he's like, hey, you wanna come come with me? And I was like, no, I'm really busy. And we actually, we didn't go till Wednesday. So we finally went up there to meet with his family. And I was like, you know, I never get to ride on a boat. I wanna ride on a boat. And uh, I was like, I get there, I was like, who's got a boat? And they, they're like, well, Tom, Tom has a boat. I was like, well, where's his cabin? They're like. It's over there, the one, the one with the big antenna next to it. And I was like, why does he have an antenna? Well, it was because he would, he would Skype with his manufacturers at night, and he had to get oh. internet. Well, anyway, I go over there and uh, help him load up the boat. We go out to the sandbar, and I'm like, so what do you do? And I honestly didn't want to talk because I've been in like an eight-hour car ride. And uh, he's like, well, I do this manufacturing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it was funny because I wanted to get on the boat so badly. <laughs> and I wanted to get off the boat as soon as possible. So I was like, we need to talk. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, he's just been leading everything with the manufacturing, like quality and, um, you know, making everything's on time and and stuff so that's great that's and huge. taking advantage wow. of those moments too because he could have said that and you'd be like well he's not gonna be interested in this you know and mm -hmm. not yeah. have not have the cojones to sort of talk about it yeah yeah but, i think with like with mentorship like they want to see a couple different things they want to see you they want to see themselves in you mm -hmm. so if they're if you're a hustler like a mentor who is a hustler is going to you know easily relate with you and want to help you out right and the thing was as a mentee, the best thing you can have is is just like have action. Where, but when I was when I talked to Tom, I've already talked to like ten thousand people in my career, and wow. or with the product, like so he saw that I was trying really hard, and I already had prototypes and everything. Yeah. Where if it was day one, I was like, hey, I got this idea. Can you just do everything? Right. Um. He, you know, there'd be no way that he would have done it. That's right. super cool. Yeah, that's important. And I find that too, like with different, um, just the entrepreneurial ventures that I've done at times that people are super generous of their time because yeah. you're thinking like, I, I don't have a ton of money to give you or I can't pay yeah. you at $2,000 an hour for, you know, uh, these yeah. different things, but they're so generous that they want to help you. And, yeah. and it's exactly right. Cause they're like, man, I was where he or she was yeah. 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. And I see that, like, I want to help them. So yeah. And then the people That's that awesome. they're pouring into, they want to like, they don't want to pour more than the, than the mentee is going to, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So like, if the mentor is doing everything, they're like, all right, I'm booting this kid, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, I'm being hustled here. No, that's, yeah, that's great. Yeah, they'll definitely give a lot, you know, yeah. if, you, if they see, see it coming back. But 
That's huge. Yeah. Well, we're kind of rounding third here. I want to ask you a really quick question. Um, so let's say there's a person listening to this right now. Uh, hopefully there's a lots of, like millions of people listening to this right now. Um, <laughs> and they have an idea for a product, things like that. What, would, what are some words of advice or things yeah. you would encourage them on? So um, something that I said, someone asked me this question the other day, you know, well, what is it like, you know, with having a startup? And the way I describe success within a startup is like, Smashing your face against the concrete until it breaks. Cool. Your <laughs> face is, or the your concrete? Your face. Your okay. face. So, so here's the thing. Like, the only variable to your success yeah. is how long you will last. That's good. And if you have the attitude that you'll, you're going to go until, it, until it's completed, then it's inevitable that you'll be successful. So it's, it's just a matter of time. That's yeah. great. Do you, do you think from having a military background and being involved in the military, has that, has that helped you as an entrepreneur and as a creator uh, uh, there's to be been, focused or like, listen, I'm just going to take this mountain or climb this wall or whatever maybe uh sometimes there's pros and cons like um for me a big pro is like if someone's like i don't micromanage at all and um if like a lower ranked person is ahead of something and they tell me to do something it's like it's done it's not like i'm going to question them and Mm -hmm. i I see that a lot with with you know people on the outside where they're micromanaging or um they can't take orders they just have like an ego that and that that kills people and to me like if if you're head of marketing whatever you say i'm gonna make sure you have every resource that you can you know execute your your job yeah but yeah it's awesome very smart so tonight the pitch competition and by the time we have this show edited we'll know who won yeah it's gonna be the twenty twenty five thousand dollar first prize fifteen thousand dollar second prize and ten thousand dollar third prize what would you do with the money if you won well the three new products will be coming out well they'll actually be delivered may 18th so it'll be all all of that you know advertising would be pushed would be used to push those products so any advertising that we've had um we've had 10 out for every one dollar in so um yeah reinvest love it that's great excellent thank you so much tom yeah thanks tom good luck to you thanks for coming on the show man it's been great and we'll find out tonight we'll check out the pitch perfect Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Wow. What a great couple interviews. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Remember, if you wanted to hear this first before any of your friends, you got to be a Patreon supporter. That's patreon.com slash entrepreneurs podcast. Become a supporter. Get some stickers. Get some shout outs on the podcast. We can't wait until next time when we have a couple interviews still from Startup Week, but with some uh, great creators and mentors that will help you understand how your startup can be the most successful jumping right out of the gate. So until then, this is Daniel the Retailer, and you've been listening to Entrepreneur's Podcast.